by for action. Anything can happen in the next hour. It's Friday, it's 11 o'clock, and it's time for the Paranoid Squirrel Rock Show with your host, Armish. Evening. Oh, I ran out of time last week to tell you what I thought of Huskadoo. For those of you who didn't listen in last week, I confessed that even though I have all of Huskadoo's back catalogue, I hadn't listened to any of it. So I proceeded to pick a random track to see how I got on. Uh, the track was Ice Cold from the Warehouse LP. Said back catalogue has now migrated from my external hard drive to my iTunes saved and backed up folder, even if I don't use iTunes anymore, and then onto my X-Duo X3 multi-format portable music player. Remember, kids, if it's not saved down in three different places, it doesn't exist. So, that answers the question of whether I liked him or not. I still haven't trawled my way through everything yet. I'll do it quietly. Not as to uh, draw attention to myself. I did last Saturday ask my learned friends on Facebook where I should start. With every response, I got a different starting point. So I'm going to do it historically. It's things like this that still musically excite me. Making new discoveries even if I have been sitting on them for God knows how long.
That was Johnny Thunders and London Boys, taken from the Remarkable Records 10-inch Real Times EP, featuring from Eddie and the Hot Rods, Paul Gray and Steve Nichol. I'm sure I read about a year or so ago that the Real Times EP and the follow-up, Daddy Rolling Stone, were going to be issued on CD with some extra unreleased tracks along with some extensive sleeve notes. I hope I didn't imagine that, because you can never get enough quality Johnny Thunder's material. An album I've been sitting on for a couple of months that isn't due to see the light of day until early next year. It's a new one from Razorbacks. I did, if you recall, play the record label one minute teaser a while back. Well, Rob Moores, that's the aforementioned record label, has today released the first track of Razorbacks 2 in the shape and form of Social Rejects. This, of course, will be the first new Razorbacks recording to feature new vocalist Paul Eric Burr. Now, we all know that when a band changes the vocalist, the whole dynamics can shift. Sabbath, ACDC, Maiden, Purple, even our own hit priests, to name just a few that it obviously worked extremely well for. For some, though, after initial enthusiasm, things start to go awry. Sabbath, Purple, Maiden, Crash Diet, and sadly... The Treatment, who are uh, just about to enlist vocalist number three, with Crash Diet having been without a vocalist for a couple of years now. Fortunately, depending on how you look at it, even though Razorbacks' debut album from 2015, Camp Rock, was rather a fine piece of work, only the cool kids like you and me have enjoyed the 11 tracks. The wider rock fraternity have yet to come around, which is why at this stage of the game, the departure of Edinburgh for completely understandable reasons, won't have hindered the band's elevation to the next level.
This Thursday, I'll be up at the garage to see the Von Herzer brothers as part of their War Is Over tour. The seventh album and first for new label mascot dropped last Friday. Too late for me to give it my considered opinion for inclusion on last week's show. So amongst other CDs, I had to listen to it over the weekend, travelling to and from various supermarkets with Mrs A deciding the war is over sounded very much like Dream Theatre you may be surprised to learn that I have not started divorce proceedings as she may have a valid point it certainly is the most prog album the brothers have released since their debut experience back in 2001 the opening title track lasts a progtastic 12 and a half minutes uh, I have played it a few times, only to familiarise myself with potential live tracks. The three Spine Farm releases of uh, 2011's Stars Aligned up until 2015's New Day Rising have regularly found themselves being played in my household. After Thursday's gig, I just can't see Warriors overtaking the Von Hertz and Brothers tally up to four. It's not that it's a bad album, but I think for me, it's just crossed over my acceptable prog line. From War Is Over, this is Long Lost Sailor.
as I've talked about up and coming gigs, um, I think it's only right and proper that I turn my attention to gigs that are now consigned to history. My rights, I should have just got back from seeing the vibrators and the Dorellas down in Crawley. Unfortunately, I was on dad taxi duty. As much as my daughter said she'd be fine getting a bus or a minicab at 10.30 on a Friday evening from a part-time job, I wasn't. By now, I'm sure you are all aware that last Thursday, LA Guns played a greatest hits gig at the Underworld. I thought it was the album launch gig. But a that was a couple of days later. Uh, with Bernie Torme joining his former bandmate Phil Lewis and the rest of LA Guns for the gig ending song of Rip and Tear. Fortunately, it was filmed, making its way to Facebook and then onto YouTube. Thanks, David. I, I still haven't got over it. The fact that Bernie only had a day to familiarise himself with the song and how good he made it sound just goes to show why he is my joint favourite guitarist of all time. So I bowled up to the Underworld last Saturday, full of expectation that Elegance would repeat Thursday's guest slot. I knew that it wasn't going to be Bernie again and bumping into Chris Hellman, Tormo's bassist, I was hopeful that it would be him. Chris quickly laughed off my suggestion. As an aside... Uh, Chris has just finished recording with his new band, Treacle. That's uh, Treacle with a capital T and an R. Or maybe that's just a typo. Uh, he indicated to the singer, who was uh, over at the bar, as being James Brown's widow. My quizzical expression led him to repeat himself, with him finally resorting to a James Brown impression. Anyway, uh, LA Guns were the best I've seen them since back in the day. And keeping hold of Michael Grant from the previous Guns List lineup was a stroke of genius. The harmonies that he and Tracy produced, sublime. Watching Phil on stage, I couldn't help but think back to when he was special guest vocalist for a couple of heavy metal kids gigs back in 2011, as he really does have that cheeky Gary Holton air about him. In an ideal world, it would have been great if he could have cropped up on the now-shelved new Heavy Metal Kids album. At the one hour and ten minute mark, the band started to play ACDC's Hell's Bells, Brian Johnson, I thought. That is who tonight's special guest is going to be. But with the song turning into Never Enough, obviously, Beano was elsewhere. For me, the special guest was an anti-climax, as it was Tyson Schenker who tore into Rip and Tear, as A, he once had me in a headlock in October 2010 at the Underbelly in Hoxton for giving his then band, The Audio Cartel, which also featured Jesse Hunter from the Ian Hunter Gene Paul, a live slating on episode 152 when they played The Hope and Anchor in May 2010. And B, it wasn't Bernie Torme. We're having fun. I'm having a blast. I don't know about you. You sounded great. Thank you so much. Alrighty then. We have a very, very special surprise for you. And honoured guest, if you will. Mr. Bernie Torme is joining us up on stage. My old teacher. Yeah. Alright, Bernie Torme, so keep it down a bit, alright? Because you tend to get a little bit loud, alright? Now turn it up. Alright, motherfuckers, are you ready? Let's rip it up, baby! 
My next live outing was back at the underworld, but Tuesday just gone to see Manitoba NYC. I arrived just in time to catch the tail end of opening band More Kicks, who suitably impressed me in a late 60s garagey Beatlish ish kind of way. Their Facebook page tells us that More Kicks is a pop explosion. Speaking to vocalist guitarist Sully at the bar about potential musical merch that I could purchase, I learned that they haven't any, as this was their debut gig. Uh, it was at this point I wish I'd recorded them in my role as audio historian. The band's second gig was tonight up at the Rocksteady after dark in Dalston. Obviously, well, I wasn't there. However, gig number three seems to be on the 7th of December at the Nambuka opening for the Phobics and headliners, the Randy Savages. Looks like the beginning of December is going to be very busy for me gig-wise. So, Manitoba NYC, who from what I can gather are also making the Underworld their debut gig. To wit, the crowd is somewhat smaller than when I've previously seen them at the Garage and then the Borderline in 2014 and 2016, respectively. Hang on a minute, I hear you cry. You said this was their debut gig. Well, as Manitoba NYC, yes, it was. As previously, the moniker they went under was the Dictators NYC, and before that, just the Dictators. However... Former members of the aforementioned Dictators who have retired from playing live took umbrage to the use of the name, even when vocalist Handsome Dick added NYC to distinguish between the two. And that wasn't enough, hence Manitoba NYC. As much as the band on social media and venue websites went to great pains to explain that they had been forced into a name change, in London didn't seem to translate in the punters. Several Facebook friends the day after the gig were gutted to learn that they'd missed the band. But I don't think the change of name was the only factor. It could be in part down to ticket price. 20 quid was the most I paid to see the dictators. And with forking out £25 for the LA Guns on Saturday, 18 quid the previous Thursday for Hardcore Superstar, I think that maybe people had just run out of money and had to make a choice. The gig itself was great, even if it took a while for Handsome Dick Manitoba to get into the swing of things. All the classics were aired, with our learned vocalist telling us that the band had 18 tracks ready to be whittled down, ready to be recorded for a new album. <laughs> Here 
The Dictators and Who Will Save Rock and Roll from the 2001 album Dictators Forever, Forever Dictators until lawyers get involved. A gig that I was looking forward to that was going to be extremely good value for money as are all the Rock and Way Beach Nights that Timmy and Debs Derilla host at the Hoopananka was going to be on the 24th of November, two days before my birthday for the launch of Sulu's full English album. Sadly, this has been postponed to the 8th of February, yeah, the, the gig and not my birthday. And uh, if I had gone down to Crawley this evening, I could have asked Timmy personally why. All we know is that it was totally out of Timmy and Deb's control, if not hands. The postponement was doubly gutting, as well as friend of the show and squirrel associate Artwright paying for me, as it was my birthday. Opening proceedings were this lot, the recently reactivated Colt 45s. <laughs> goes solo it's normally because he has written a shed load of tunes that don't suit his band's remit see captain sensible and women and captains first so i have to agree with the squirrel when she exclaimed upon hearing dad vocalist jesper binzer's solo album dying is easy 
Why isn't this DAD? As it sounds remarkably like them. Has he fallen out with them? Who's he playing with? Coupled with. Can we see Jesper next Thursday instead of the Von Herzen brothers? Well, the answer to the first part is no. As DAD have just finished some live dates with the final one of the year taking place on the 15th of December in Hussen in Denmark. The only person I know for sure who's playing with uh, Jesper is um, Soren Anderson from Kick the Kangaroo and the Glenn Hughes Band. And as for for going the Von Herzen brothers, Jesper's not playing anywhere in any capacity next Thursday. Dying Is Easy is a really great album as the semi-title track of Dying Is Easy, Rock and Roll Is Hard, demonstrates.
another vocalist who has just released his first solo recording is Ollie Herman from Steel Panther. I mean Reckless Love. And the track Hey Van Moore. I've no idea what that means or what he's singing about, as it most definitely isn't in English. I'm not really a great fan of it, to be honest. It's a lighter waving ballad in a language I don't understand. But here it is anyway. On Vielas on Mills
<coughs> a language I do understand comes from the pen of Michael Caine and the Morning Afters, who have just released a new EP called Laughing at the Shame I'm In. Now, I played track two of it, all right, okay, back on episode 563 that aired at the end of July as a sneak preview courtesy of his record label State Line Records. Well, all four tracks got the green light on the 27th of October as either a digital download or the more appealing 7-inch vinyl. And at 6 99 US, you can't go wrong. Obviously, I'm going to play a track from it. This is Ballad of a Loaded Gun on Rock Radio UK. I'm so professional. <laughs>
straight after Michael Caine and the Morning Afters and Ballad of a Loaded Gun. You heard the Fuzz Illies and Fish Gombo that features son and father combo of Dan and Zig from their Folic Records album Grind A Go Go Volume 1. A couple of weeks ago, the squirrel left me a CD for me, obviously, to listen to after she'd seen the band supporting Cats in Space at the borderline. They must be Scandinavian, she declared, of cattle. Having a blonde singer doesn't make you a Nordic band. Actually, they're Australian by way of Nashville. And uh, I had already got the album about a year ago, but I've completely forgotten about it. Uh, on Facebook, the band site as influences Led Zeppelin, which is probably why I forgot about them, Tom Petty, Black Sabbath, Cheap Trick and Fleetwood Mac. Now, here's the thing. My daughter was in the car the other day and she asked if she could play her music. What did she play? Fleetwood Mac. Admittedly, it was the chain. And as I didn't have a down as a Formula One aficionado, and she seemed to know all the words, I had to ask the question, how do you know Fleetwood Mac? The answer was because Harry Styles had covered it live. The next day, I was straight on to Mr Styles, asking if he could cover the damned. Anyway, on first impression, even if it is a year late, Cattle aren't bad. Definitely not an album to be filed away and forgotten. From the aforementioned album, which is self-titled, this is SD R&R. <laughs> 